Right, so welcome to the podcast Invest in You. Uh, today we have got people from three parts of the world joining in. Myself, Fredrik Sandvall, and from west side of the US, from uh, Santa Fe, we've got uh, Eric Tönnesen. We'll come back in a second. And from Sweden, the Sandvall brothers, Ivan and Charlie. Yeah. So, we are getting very close to episode number 100. Uh, I think it's just like two more to go. And... Uh, Welcome to the show, Eric. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and congratulations on getting close to 100. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal because when we did the stats before we started, we noticed that pretty much all podcasters die before number six, which means you are also a rock star, Eric. <laughs> Perfect. So boys, yeah, uh, how's things in Sweden? Uh, really great. It's... Uh... How's, how's the weather in England? Because here it's a bit cloudy outside. Yeah, yeah we've got some overcast here as well, but mainly sunny, yes, over 20 degrees Celsius. What's the weather like, Eric, over with you? I don't know in Celsius, but I think I'm around 75 Fahrenheit. 75, sunny. so yeah, a little bit warmer than us. That's good, that's cool. Yeah. That's like 30 degrees almost. All right, so yeah, yeah. today we have got a guest from America. Most of our listeners are actually tuning in from America. So thank you guys for listening in wherever you might be in the world. And today we'll talk about a very unusual topic. For the first time ever on the Invest in You podcast, we'll talk about tea. Uh, we'll also talk about health and, and mental uh, state and so on. Uh, so today, Eric, I'm super curious to hear, how would you present yourself if someone else like, hi, I'm Eric and I am doing well, it becomes increasingly more challenging for me to do that as I get <laughs> further into my life because it, earlier in my life, it would have been very specific. I would have been like, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a technology company. I'm a software engineer. But um, I feel like I've become more well-rounded and different aspects of my personality have I've gone more into like I compose music, orchestral music. I do tea ceremonies. I've done hundreds of tea ceremonies for groups of people uh, all over the US and um, internationally here and there when I'm traveling. Um, and I do my podcast, my business podcast, which has something to do with entrepreneurship, but also has to do with mindset, lifestyle, things like this. So, Perfect. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very close to what we're doing as well. We try to focus on like investing. You will come back to the question for yourself later. Uh, it's yeah. really holistically. How do you invest in yourself? That's so cool because we can introduce so many great people, mainly entrepreneurs. Quite a few of them have got their own podcast. They might have a book. But generally, the reason why we find them in the first place is they are visible, just like you. So right. uh, any questions from Sweden in, at this stage? Anything at all? Uh, how long have you been working with tea? <laughs> so it's about five years now that I've been yeah. specifically doing it in this form. Uh, yeah. It what just really, by... uh, yeah. In this form. What do I mean by that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, prior to doing it in this style, which is gung fu, a very specific method for doing it, doing steeping by steeping, uh, this tea particularly is from the early nineties. So it's, I've drink mostly HT. Cool. Um, you know, so prior to this, I would do things like herbal teas and just, you know, the, the standard three to five minutes straight steeping of the tea, stuff like that. So uh, that's what I mean by in this form. 
so, so where I would come across aged tea in particular, and really a super broad range of teas have been in China. Where did the mm -hmm. idea come from originally to, to do this more yeah, advanced way of brewing the tea and make it more of a ceremony? Well, I, I kind of ended up in um, a gung-fu tea ceremony like this by accident. A friend of mine invited me to it. And um, I, had, I wasn't seeking it out or anything like that. And the experience was so profound for me. From, uh, you know, at that time, 2015, I was, what, five or six years in the member mouse, my, my software company. And um, I was really struggling with balance at that time. You know, like the first few years of member mouse is just like trying to get the balls rolling, trying to find the in to get any sort of traction in the business. Yep. And then kind of years three through six was dealing with success. Like, okay, momentum's starting to come now. And so many times I got caught under the wheels of the business, you know, just like getting caught in the trenches, burning myself out, being, not delegating appropriately, getting, getting sucked into all these low level tasks. And so by the time that tea came into my life, I was really unconsciously seeking for something that would help balance things out for me in the mental state. And, um, and also, which ultimately really helped kind of me come to different places in my business and my relationship with my business. Super interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, Ivan Scholler, you also got an entrepreneur dad, so you're also familiar with sometimes uh, disappear, very, very focused on, on work for a while. Then I got quite a lot of time with the family. It's always tricky to get that right. And I hope that's something that Ivan and Charles can bring along to their lives as well. If they choose the more entrepreneurial route, which they have already, that they they all see the consequences. We will do an episode in due time about the entrepreneur wife or the entrepreneur husband, because I think it's yeah. very different. Are you in a relationship yourself mm -hmm. more than with a T? I was uh, at the time that Member Mouse started, and that was a six-year relationship. Um, and I actually employed that person in my business twice and had to fire them twice. So that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the relationship, I'm not in that relationship anymore. And the fact that we're not in it had nothing to do with the business, uh, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. So Ivan Nishole, can you see how my choice of life, especially the last 10 years, even if I've been an entrepreneur for, for around 20 years, that has affected Harriet in different ways. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I tried to help Ivan Scholl to understand like the, the normal, like nine, nine to five work. Uh, we looked on your LinkedIn profile, obviously, as, as a startup of this. And I said to Scholl and mm -hmm. I, first you got to your degree and then you uh, had someone else to pay for you to learn how to really use it by, by work with application and so on. Mm -hmm. So first years of obvious moving from uh, university to, to work with someone else. How did you find those years? Well, it was really good education. I, I learned a lot about developing my craft uh, of software engineering and architecture, uh, working for large Fortune 100 companies like Walmart and British Airways and Cabela's. And um, so it was really good to have that experience. But I did recognize very early on, I looked around me and I saw the guys who were the most successful, who had been doing it for 25 years and were in the admirable positions. Yes. And I saw their lifestyle and I was like, that doesn't seem worth it to me. 
to work all those time. And that's where you get, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, for me, it was really important that mm, I had the vision of, I don't want somebody else controlling what I do with my time and when. Um, and so with a nine to five situation, you get, it's a trade-off, you get certain dependability, certain security. Um, but you also, you don't have any ability to make things speed up on your own. So personality wise, I'm a kind of like, I like to sink or swim on my own. I'm okay with the risk. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with the unpredictable aspects of entrepreneurship. Like if you need to make something work, you may need to spend 60 hours a week for, for three months working on it. Yep. Um, and then you may, you'll get the fruits of that later on. You'll, you'll get some things that people who, who take a more stable approach of consistent approach of a nine to five job, um, you'll get stuff that they can't possibly ever get. Um, like the ability to travel, the ability to take two months off, stuff like this. Um, so it's a trade-off. It's, it's a lifestyle thing and it has its ups and downs and, um, that's what I appreciate about it. There's so many lessons. Perfect, perfect. Charlie, you were curious about the, the aspect of how passive is member mouse. Yeah. So what is member mouse for people <laughs> who are listening in? Uh, I, yes, we use WordPress for more than two different company pages. Uh, so yeah, Charlie, you, you've been working with WordPress, but I haven't told you that that is what, for example, Fundex is running on and the, and the same way the... Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. H2 uh, yeah. money as well. They're both running WordPress. So he's got like a plug into that. So what's MemberMouse, yeah. number one? Yeah, so MemberMouse is a plugin that will transform any WordPress site into a, sub a subscription-based website or a membership-based website. Yeah. So it takes care of all of the technical aspects of that. It's the engine that powers that. So handling payment, being able to grant access to content based on what somebody pays, um, so many other things, uh, all sorts of automation tech, uh, technology built into the product that you will need as a subscription-based business. Like, like I say, you don't really know all the things you need until you have success um, in a lot of areas, in, in anything that you really do. Success brings its own set of challenges. People don't really recognize that when they get into things. Um, they just think about, I'm going to climb to the they were seeing and as they get to that they see there's another peak to go towards it's it's an endless <laughs> yeah. journey really so I, that's yeah. what it does yeah so ivan yeah you're familiar with false peaks when you're climbing right yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> so how does it feel to come come to one level and also you got another bit to go ivan well it may be disheartening but i mean room for improvement yeah, so, well, it's also fun to take it to the next level. And that's very much entrepreneurship in, in a nutshell. It's often you need to let go of something to take it to the next level. So looping back to to uh, member mouse, how, how much time does it take on, on a normal week or month for you, Eric? Um, I'm probably engaged on a normal week. Yeah. Uh, three Three hours a day. Yeah. Right. Something like that. And then the projects come in and spike that and I'll have to put a more consistent effort. But, you know, generally speaking, I, there, there was a turning point in the company where I started focusing more on building a team yeah. than doing things myself. Perfect. We, we, which leads on to another reason why 
why we're even on this uh, podcast together today. It's the tea aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. So let, let's loop back to tea as uh, number one, as a culture or as a personal habit. And then stage two, like tea as a business. So here we go. Well, tea as a, a practice, I would say, is yes. how I look at it. It's, I think it's just, it's, I have a personal connection with it. I like the, I like this quote that says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I don't know if you've heard this. Yes, indeed. But so I think it's really important for people to have a personal practice where they learn about themselves. And for me, it's tea, but it could easily be mountain climbing. So many, so many lessons can be learned from mountain climbing. So many lessons can be learned from running. Basically, it's about having something that you do consistently every day, because if you do something consistently every day, you'll learn to tune into the more subtle aspects of that mm. experience. And when you tune into the more subtle aspects, you develop a deeper relationship with it. You learn to listen more. And what happens is the things that you hear are then applicable to other areas of your life, because the more subtle areas of life are true in everything else. So for me, tea is that thing for me. It's just super simple. You have tea, you have water, you have a pot, and you sit and brew it. But there's endless complexity and nuance to the experience. Yeah, I'd like to link that to, uh, again, habits. So Ivan, over to you. You have you got right now a very strict regime for yourself for this summer in particular, both with training as well as your uh, extra studies uh, and even working. How I like I like the word he says that it's obligatory. So Ivan, habits. How how did you get so disciplined, Ivan? Because you're super disciplined, really. It's partly because I'm really motivated, but. I think it really came from when I read, I read a book by David Goggins yeah. and, um, and it wasn't just that it was just, I just kind of realized that when I have a routine for everything, especially when you add like time to it, like I'm going to do like the more precise it is and the less random, the better the results yeah. in like everything. Yeah. Voice words. Uh, surely you like tea. Uh, yeah, I like tea. What, what, what do you like about tea, Charlie? I like drinking it. Uh, That's a good start. I like uh, tasting it. <laughs> mm -hmm. What kind of tea do you drink? Uh, chai tea. Chai lattes. So, that isn't really tea, though. Well, it, it, it's black tea, right? Black tea base. Yeah. And then you have, because I, I drink that in the morning. I'll do an Assam black tea with nutmeg and cardamom, uh, fresh ginger, uh, fresh almond milk. And I make that, wow. um, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a nice experience. Perfect, perfect. Um, where where does your tea come from, Eric? The the, the majority, Mostly which China. part of the world? Mostly China. Mostly China. Yeah. yeah. And I I have some sources that I use from. I mean, just like with a lot of things. Again, I mean. Um, there's only one ingredient in this. So you've got to make sure it's good. And so part of that is about developing relationships. Uh, it took me 
three years before I even started trying to source tea myself. I was mostly buying from my teacher who had developed relationships over time. And then I started kind of finding teas that I liked and building my own relationships. But you can't just go on Amazon and buy tea and think you're going to get something good. Um, so it, my personal opinion. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was working uh, teaching product management to there's a company called Costa Coffee, a very large uh, large organization in the UK and many parts of the world. Uh, I met up with their head of coffee tasting a number of years ago, and it was very interesting to see how he's using his nose, his mouth, his other mm -hmm. senses to to find the right beans. If you compare that to mm -hmm. the leaf, the aging, what's your relationship? How how's that different? It's very you? similar. It's very similar. So like when I, I, I didn't do this process while we're doing this just cause I didn't want to be distracting, but norm, you know, when I first add water to the leaf, you smell it and smelling the leaf, it will give you, it gives you a whole picture of, uh, what it will do energetically. So as you get experience with tea, you don't get this really until you've had experience drinking a lot of tea, but when you smell it, it gives you, a, it paints a picture of, energetically what the tea is going to do, what it's going to taste like, what temperature water it wants, um, how long the steeping should be. So really brewing tea is like a conversation. Uh, it's, it's, it develops the skill of listening. So like, and developing empathy. Like I find like when I pour water on leaf now, I, I feel whether that water is too hot or too cold for the leaf. It just happens naturally now. And so, but that developed, like I was saying earlier, that development of the skill of listening, it happens in every aspect of my life when I'm talking to people, uh, when I'm about to enter into an environment, like if I'm about to walk into a restaurant or walk into a store, I'll get a, like a spidey sense, like, do I want to go into that energy? And if I don't, then I don't, you know, if yeah. I feel if my extrasensory perception tells me I, uh, it's not a good feeling vibe in there, then I won't go in. Yeah, when we talk about the, these uh, energy fields and uh, let, let's just throw out a term that many listeners probably heard about, like the, the law of attraction. And then mm -hmm. also smell, like you said yourself, it's a really good anchor and smell brings you straight back to, for example, when you're really, really young, a positive or negative memory. So I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that you're using the smell, hopefully to take you back to how good it is for tea right so i mean surely any questions about tea at this stage uh, well i think it's interesting when he's talking about like the energies and stuff yeah let's dive, dive yeah, and the subtle art yeah, yeah. well i mean so you you mentioned the law of attraction i i think the law of attraction is a, is definitely like a it's a positive thing i think like so many other things it got productized yeah yeah you know it, it got packaged to a point where it kind of like lost some of the actual magic that makes it work. I mean, the fact of the matter is yes, the law of attraction is a thing, but the, in my opinion, the fundamental aspect of making the law of attraction work is you have, you can't skip the step of working on yourself. You can't skip the step of like you were talking about earlier, having routines, having some discipline, having a daily practice where you commit to doing something because Commitment is, a, is, a, is basically, I think, the tool for getting to know yourself because without commitment, 
you're, you are going to run into obstacles and challenges in your life. And if you're not committed, you're just going to be like, oh, that's hard. I'm going to do something else. But the fact of the matter is the hard things in life are what we learn the most from. And so if you're constantly bouncing around, avoiding challenging things, you're just, you're not getting to know anything about yourself truly. Yeah, many experienced people have, have said over and over is if you want a certain outcome, like you said, work on yourself. Who do you need to become to get that result? Mm -hmm. So Ivan, you're absolutely on track to, to becoming one of your goals at the moment. Um, right. So, Tim, but I will, I will also say though yeah, that um, it, it can also be a, um, a trap that people fall in that in order to become some become themselves they need to look at what other people are doing like i know discipline is a very um it's an admirable trait but not every that's not everybody's path to self-discovery true. true you know so like and for people who aren't naturally don't naturally have that personality type they may feel discouraged by our society that's heavily focused on getting things done and being accomplished and creating things, manifesting things, but that's not everybody is meant to do that. Um, and so people should be supported by the community around them and feel supported by just learning to find truly what their path is. Not every, literally not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So not everybody should try to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's so much easier to to take a slight more normal route to, uh, to be employed, for sure. And uh, and very often that will bring a lot more money for most people as well. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So tea as a business, uh, how do you work? Do you like import and <clears throat> sell tea or and also do the tea services I know that you do for the audience sake? Yeah, I mean, so the thing about me and business is that I... I would say I'm a very haphazard business person. I, I pretty much, my strength is my consistency, right? So I'll find something I like to do and I'll do it consistently. And then if some, if people end up supporting it, they end up supporting it. That's basically how member mouse got started. Like I was like, I need this for myself. So I built it and then I started sharing with others and then the momentum took over. So with T, I just started doing the tea ceremonies. That's through Airbnb experiences. That's right. one way I was making money on it. But a very uh, critical aspect of the tea business is that because I have Member Mouse and Member Mouse supports me, I've never put pressure on tea to, like I've, I've been totally free in how I approach it. I don't have financial objectives. I'm not concerned if I'm losing a little bit of money on it and I'm investing more. So I can be a little bit more, uh, less stressed about it because I don't need it to support me. Um, but some things I'm trying now, I have an online course where uh, I teach how to do this. And then I have a shop now where people can buy tea and uh, a starter kit. Yeah. And it's interesting because there are some reflections about how this business is starting and how Member Mouse started. Like, before Member Mouse started, I was very adamant that I did not want to start a software business. Um, and yet I ended up starting a software business. And, you know, with T, I was very adamant that I did not want to sell physical products online. 
I didn't want, want to do with fulfillment or, or buying or inventory or anything, but yep. now I'm, I'm doing that. <laughs> so it's interesting that, you know, sometimes the things that you're most resistant to are actually the things that, you know, are the path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk, talk about as the, the entrepreneur word to expand like in the value chain. So yeah, you like the ceremony and, and like the end consumption, but then you start to like go back to resource and then into see that, you know, also been involved in actually selling uh, the tea as such. Uh, any questions from Ivan and Shirley? Well, uh, do you like doing anything else? Uh, do you like doing anything else of, of uh, activities? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like for me, and it's interesting, like, cause like, like I was saying, like the, the, the older I get, or I should say, it doesn't really have to do with my age. It has to do with the more I get to know myself, the more um, unpredictable my own life becomes. So for example, I, I mentioned I compose music. Um, so one month I may compose a lot of music and that's what I'm mostly interested in doing. And then the next month, like for whatever reason, I can't write any music. And so, and the tea course, like I didn't have a plan for this. The course just, I was drinking tea with a friend of mine and I was like, you know what? I should create a course. And then I was like, let's create an outline. And then I just shot the whole thing like straight up without doing much planning. So basically like more inspiration, following, listening to what um, is interesting to me and following that. And so that's really what I, I do now. And so therefore, it's not like me. Sometimes months, weeks usually without drinking tea. Um, it just doesn't come up for me, even though I, I enjoy it so much. So I bounce around and, and sometimes I don't do anything. And actually, that was, a, that was a hard one for me to accept getting into is not doing anything. Like I live on 40 acres and you know, some day, some weeks, I'll, all I'll do is just like, wake up, do my meditation practice in the morning, hang out with my dog, take walks, take naps, you know? Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So for, again, for the, the, the global audience, you're, we're calling you in uh, New Mexico, uh, Santa Fe, I mm -hmm. presume you're living outside there. What does it look like when you look out over your, your land or through your window for people who got no idea? Try to paint a nice picture. Well, I can do better than that, obviously. I mean, well, of course, of course this is audio. Yeah, um, yeah. but so I'll, I'll talk through it. But yeah, so I live, I live on 40 acres. And actually, so when I walk out, um, here, let me just do this. So uh, you know, I have all these rocks and everything that I can go walk up and there's this beautiful outlook. Um, and it's a very, it's, I would say high desert. So, yes. um, you know, it's, it's pretty dry and, uh, you know, it's, um, but we do get monsoons here and it rains mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's nice and green and there's a lot of vegetation and, there's some snakes and lizards, coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we could yeah. clearly see the, the, the tree line and everything out there. So yeah, really, really nice. Uh, and mm -hmm. again, it's so nice to find a place where you're at ease and happy about yourself. So to try to compare with everyone else, right. not ideal. Find what's best for you and, and try to find- Well, I'll say, to be there. I'll say like, 
when I first moved here, it was a little bit of a challenge, you know, because I really feel like the key, the key to unlocking the law of attraction is a, to be in your own vibration, to, to get to know yourself. And so being in a, a space like this where I'm not living around people, I don't see people unless I, I specifically set out to, there's, it's a lot of quiet. And the challenge, the challenge and the beauty of quiet is that you can't look at anything but yourself. Anything that comes up, you can't distract yourself from the fact that that's you. So you either look at it or you run away, right? And so I've done a lot of like the first three to six months here was a lot of self-reflection and just like, what is my purpose? What do I want? Yep. Who am I? These types of things. And I think that uh, all of the stuff that's happening now, like I'm putting myself out there with tea. I'm an introvert, right? So it's very surprising to me that I'm doing a lot of things out in the world, you know, I, um, but it's just happening, right? It's yep. just what is happening. So I think that, the law of attraction is such that it's not necessarily a problem with law of attraction is everybody makes it about what they want. And people think that they know what they want, but really, do you really know what you want? Where did, where did the idea come from that you want a certain thing? Was that programmed yeah. into you early on? Or did you actually come to a place of stillness within yourself and you know that that's what you want? Because ultimately the path of surrender and the path of the, the trusting what comes is not about wanting something. It's about being yeah. open to whatever comes. So, yeah, I'm yeah. with you, Ivan. Uh, the the podcast name question. Invest in you. What? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, uh, you you seem to. Well, I'll I'll just say it like this. So, our podcast name is uh, Invest in You, of course. And uh, well, what does invest in you mean to yourself? Because it seems like it's a lot of meditation and tea getting and, to know yourself yep well yeah i exactly i mean i think investment investment in you is like what do what do we really have to give the only thing we really have is time right and each moment what are we choosing to invest our attention in and so if i spend and i'm not i'm not against watching television. I, I watch, I have shows that I like, but let's just say if I spend six hours a day watching things, then you look actively over a month, that's the amount of time you invest. It's, it's very, it's, it's basic economics. Yeah. The things that you invest your time in is what you will become. It's what, you know, so if you're investing your time, always looking externally, watching things, you know, not looking at yourself, then ultimately you're not invest, you're not putting any of your attention, you're not investing anything in yourself. So to me, that's always what it's about. How much time this, in this day did I spend yep. with myself? Um, and and that's not, that doesn't mean I need to be by myself. Like for example, right now I'm talking to you, but I can still have part of my awareness on my internal aspects. Like, okay, checking with myself moment to moment, and watching myself and because I, I remember, you know, my younger years, I everything would be automatic. Like, especially if I was triggered by something and I was in an emotional situation, my reactions would just come and I would not be aware of, of how intricately 
sequenced. There are things that happen that are more subtle before the action happens. But now I'm aware of all of those steps. And, it, and you know, I've done two retreats in India for 40 days in complete silence for the whole 40 days. <laughs> and one of the really precious gifts that I got from that experience is that I saw the mechanism of thought, how much more refined and how many more steps are involved in before speech happens, you know? And, and so the more space there is in these things, the more awareness I can have and the, and I can interrupt things at a, at a more seed level, like before it. So like, you've probably heard of this metaphor, but you know, the, the best, the best tr time to, uh, to chop down a tree or, or get rid of a tree is at the seed before it even grows. So in terms of self-awareness, if you are, if you're gonna, if you have an issue with like being angry or sad and, and don't get me wrong, all these emotions are valid. I get, I have yeah. anger and I have sadness and I have all these emotions. They're great to express. The challenge is being unaware, like being controlled by them and being unaware of when they're being expressed. Yep. So if, if you can be aware of the seed of what those emotions sprout out of, then you have the opportunity to be more um, present through the whole process, yeah. which ultimately allows those things to clear. Emotions are an energy. And so much of our culture tries to make analysis out of why do you feel this way where does that come from it's in my opinion there's some validity to therapy and all this stuff again <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there well, is a lot of validity to it but you need to like you can endlessly talk about talk about stories and things but if you're not getting to the root of things and the only way you could get to the root is having some self-discipline and look within right. yeah so talking about connect with the roots and so on if people like to go to the root of this podcast which is to find you out more and uh, so on i know for a fact that on your linkedin profile there is some shared knowledge so praise for that where can people find you online eric well uh so membermouse.com i mean they really don't find me at membermouse.com no, no, but see. that's yes. That's my business. Um, the tea stuff is at learngungfutea.com and that's learngungfutea.com. And then for me personally, I have ericashish.com. So E-R-I-C-A-S-H-I-S-H.com. And there I have my music. You can get to all my stuff from there. So there's my music there, my business stuff, my tea stuff is all on that site. That's, yeah. that's absolutely great. Shari, would you mind asking what, what uh, the, about the office? Oh, short, yeah, of short, short, short one. Yeah, you've seemed to have worked in a lot of different places. Uh, so like, yeah. what is your favorite place to work from, work in? Um, well, uh, if, I can be, if I can work surrounded by nature, that's the best. Like I remember, um, I've been I've, a number of times I've been on mountaintops, like in Mount Shasta or different parts of Oregon where you can get and uh, had my tea up. I've had my laptop tethered to my phone. Right. And I've yeah. done business conferences where I'm like at a 
like just surrounded by nature and there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the ideal. That's my favorite place. Other than that, secondarily is this space right here. Cause yeah. it's, it's, I've got everything set up. You know, I don't, um, the camera is always ready to go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm supported. So thank you so much, Eric, for dialing in to this. Uh, and I from Sweden. This has been a, sh a short, intense, yet calm episode. So yeah, hope that you enjoy this wherever you might be today. So thank you from uh, London and the other guys. Yeah, thank you for being with us and thank you for listening to the audience. Yes. Eric, final thought. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me on and I really appreciated talking to you all and um, yeah, it's been great. great.